It's a film with three brains. 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 Killed him will probably want to speak to you. I don't know anything. I'd like to use you as possible bait. It's not safe. Is it safe? Is it safe? No, it's not safe. It's very dangerous. He's probably the wealthiest and most wanted Nazi left alive. I'm positive your brother meant to rob me when I leave the bank with my diamonds. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know anything. Well, can I trust you? You never could. You're uncontrollable. Is it safe? Marathon Man. Hello and welcome to the film with three brains. I am Sean in Chicago, and this is Cohen in Maple uh, Maple what Maple Wood, you don't New even Jersey. Know. I don't. <laughs> You're not even really Cohen. I don't no, believe it. I'm this is Sam, and I don't believe anything. I'm an AI. Trust no one. Representation. <laughs> uh, and did we get all three of us in there? Yeah. yeah. You said okay. All right. Right. Good. We're all all here, more or less. Um, we're going to talk about. A movie from 1976 called Marathon Man. It's directed by John Schlesinger, stars Dustin Hoffman and Livin, uh, Lawrence Olivier, and some other people. And it's it's a prototypical thriller, I guess. I don't know if I can say that prototypical, but it's a it's a thriller, and it's got some political intrigue and some Nazis, um, and it's uh, you know it's still just over two hours long. It's it's a seventies movie, so it takes a bit of time getting to where it's going. But it's uh, my first time seeing it, in you know these start oh. to finish. I I, I kind of knew I knew the torture scene. I had seen the torture scene before somewhere. I never you just sit around watching torture scenes. Huh? Yes, that's my thing. YouTube. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of yeah, into that. That's my thing. Scene. <laughs> uh, masochist. <laughs> No, I've Sadist. never seen Hostel either, Sadist. so I, 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 Ugh, I'll, I'll terrible. skip that. Um, but yeah, it was my first time, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not a bad little movie. Yeah. Have you, have you guys I, seen it? Yeah. Just a quick little bit of house cleaning. I think I said in the last episode when you picked this, I think I said Dustin, starring Dustin Hoffman and Spencer Tracy by accident what? instead of Those Lawrence Olivier. I think I think I I, I felt that <laughs> anyway. Just just you know, cleaning up that little mess from Here last we week. Uh, but yes, I've seen it before. This is probably the second or third time I've seen it, but it's been a long time since I've seen. It. I didn't remember a lot about it. That's fun. And Sam, you you'd seen it, I'm guessing. I'd seen it, but I didn't really remember it either. Um, so yeah, a lot of it. Some of it was came back to me, like little parts of it. Um, but for the most part, I didn't really remember it. It doesn't really give its secrets away very much. Um, even, you know, even by the end, I'm still like kind of going, hmm, so yeah. who, did, who did what where? And Yeah, I had forgotten sort of the, the gist of the plot completely. And then when it was over, I'm like, wait, what? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> and I started thinking about it. And I'm like, wait, I, that, but that doesn't make any sense to me. And I've read the book, but I don't remember the book at all. I don't. I, I only know I read it. I don't remember it. Ah, uh, that sucks because that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, I was really curious as to how much more is in the book. I'm sure there's a lot more. There's and more. I just. I mean, the author's a double up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of mind blowing. Why? Well, because this is so different than the Princess Bride, and I, I know we talked about sure. when we reviewed the Princess Bride that he did it for his daughters and all that. Right. But all right. I would say the Princess Bride is the anomaly in his sort of, of body course. of work. That's the but most different from anything else he's done. Most of the things he's done is most is more like Marathon Man, really. If you right. look at like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and the Stepford Wives and all the President's Men, all these things he's written. Misery, it, for Christ's sake, which he wrote oh, right yeah. after The Princess Bride was made. <laughs> it's like talking about a 180. So he had, he did the screenplay. He adapted that, right? He adapted, adapted Misery? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, the, I think it's a special double up because like in Princess Bride, he wrote the book and then he wrote the adaptation. Yeah. And he wrote and Chaplin he, too, which is another triple oh, up. There we go. Did he do more than he? Did he do the screenplay in that one, or just kind of? Well, whatever. I mean, he's he's everywhere. He's he's yeah. He's a big name in Hollywood. But if yeah, if if the translation, I mean, I know he wasn't crazy about the ending. William Golden wasn't crazy about Schlesinger uh, changing the ending. But you know, he's he has as much control as anyone really because you know he's telling his story. And it was interesting. There was, yeah, there were some, some scenes that were cut. Uh, some of the violent scenes were cut. Like um, when uh, uh, Roy Scheider, he gets into another scuffle with two other agents. They, they guess they cut that whole scene. Um, and he thought that was important. He thought that was to its de detriment because um, it showed that Doc, who is Roy Scheider's, he's the brother of, Dustin Hoffman, he was, he was already in trouble by then. He was already kind of, you know, things were happening and, and things were shifting in his world. And, and I don't know, I don't know if it's important or not, but I, I, I can imagine there is a lot of details from the book that, that made it kind of, uh, more cohesive or something, but, um, I'll try to do a real basic plot, which is, um, Dustin Hoffman is a grad student in, in history and he's um, kind of there because of his dad who, who killed himself when he was young. Um, his brother, who he thinks is an oil man, is actually um, working for the government in some sort of semi-nefarious. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, he's a spy, I guess, but he's also a courier and he's... Um, stop me if I get anything, any of these details wrong. And... The, their main concern is this Nazi hiding in Uruguay and he has a brother in New York and that sets the brother's death sets off this chain of events. Um, and then there's a lot of, you know, chasing around and a, a bit of torture and, and stuff like that. And there's a woman involved and we're not sure what, what her deal is till the end. Um, although I don't think that's even explained is like, do you, do you think that she was deliberately put there 
by Zell or by by someone else. I don't. I mean, she doesn't really. I don't know. Yeah, so you know? I feel like there's a lot of s- sort of unanswered questions like that, where you're kind of like, wait, why are they there, and who are they? What what are they doing? Like what? Like, yeah, I wonder I, if she's even in the book. Um, yeah, I don't know. She probably is. I don't remember. Well, Doc says, uh, you know, calls calls him out to sell. He says, you know, but getting my brother involved or right. You know, yeah, he he says something along that line, which implies that she's there. The question is, is she there from Zell, or is she there from um, his part double crossing partner? Right, right. We don't get a lot of answers. We know um, that he's a double agent right after the first torture scene, I believe, because he he does like a fake rescue. Um, uh, William Devane is the actor, and that what yeah. Is he, what is he called in the in the movie? Just oh, Janie, 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 Um, so he, yeah, so Janie, whatever his name is, he pulls him out of the Janeway, torture. Yeah, Janeway, Sorry, yeah, Janeway, but they call him Janie. Okay, he pulls him out of the torture, like it's like a fake rescue, and he pulls him out. And he's, he says, keep your head down. And he's, and meanwhile, he's badgering him about what does he know? And his brother must have, there must have been meaning to him, like crawling, you know, he's, as he's dying, his brother crawls over to his apartment. So they assume that that is because he has to tell him something or there's, you know, yeah. that Dustin Hoffman is involved in some way. So, but yeah, that's not really clear on like, okay, well, what? <laughs> What what's their end game then? Once once they get the information, they're just going to kill him anyway, right? I mean, what's the what's the difference? That's what I kind of felt. That was that to me was like the question. Like, what does it matter? They had to know if he told anyone else, and in, in the few... yeah, that, that's the only thing I could think of. It's like, what would you? Why like if you're okay to just kill anybody else, why not just kill him and move on? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Or the <laughs> the most confusing scene I can think of is when he they he goes to the opera. Uh, Doc goes to his op- the opera in in Paris, and he knows something's up, but he's he's still trying to collect. Um, I think he, I think he brought diamonds to that guy, right? I mean, in the little band aid box. I don't know. Whatever. He he's still like there's still some transaction to happen, and there's a woman who he's supposed to meet up with after the opera and he tells her to just keep walking. And then there's like a soccer ball that bounces <laughs> from yeah. off, off camera and just rolls around and there's no, it's just like, Oh, and you're expecting it to blow up or something weird or it just does nothing. It's like, okay, that's just yeah somebody messing with him. I don't know. So there's a few red herrings, I guess you can call them or just confusing bits that just leave you confused. Yeah, I mean, I think that's okay. Yeah, it just I mean, it doesn't it doesn't you don't have to try to explain too much. You know, there's there's guys who are somewhat good and somewhat bad. There are bad guys, and then there's the innocent guy who gets looped into the whole thing, and we just have to take it at face value. Mm-hmm. The um, the sort of the the entire plot is. Uh, kind of silly 
mm-hmm. or maybe what's maybe that's not the right word. It feels so frivolous. Like, because ultimately the stakes are so incredibly low, given a movie that's like a political thriller. Yeah. Like an old aging Nazi comes out of hiding to get diamonds and is afraid someone's going to rob him leaving the bank. <laughs> and that, that's the, that's the plot of this movie. Yeah. Him going to some lengths to try and figure out if someone's going to rob him and prevent them from robbing him, I guess. That's a weird plot to like build a movie around. <laughs> yeah, I I remember thinking that, not not really knowing... What... He really can't find someone else to send? <laughs> it has to be him? And why in the fuck... He didn't trust he, anyone else. Does he go to a predominantly Jewish neighborhood in New York to, to get a vague diamond appraisal before he gets his own diamonds like what does it matter <laughs> what, yeah, and, why, and what does it matter what there's what they're vaguely worth in that moment he's gonna get them anyway <laughs> he knows they're worth a shitload so he goes to the diamond district which is all jewish people all oldest older jews in the what is the year is this made 76 75 76 yeah. so it's only you know i mean People, young people in concentration camps are still alive. You know, the people who survived are still, a lot of them are still alive, as we saw, you know, in the scene, the tattoos on the on the, the, the wrists and forearms. Why would he do that? That's so dumb. <laughs> and then he gets recognized and he has to run. Yeah, I think it's especially dumb because before things went awry, these diamonds must have been fenced somehow, right? I mean... He couldn't have called someone. (laughs) What what was his brother responsible for? I mean, his brother had the key to the I think his brother was going to get the diamonds and like bring them to him. Yeah. Or he would. Because no one knew he was his. No one knew his. I mean, no one recognized his brother, I guess. But how. (laughs) Meanwhile, he was like, he was an, he was an asset of the CIA or or the, the, the division. The division. Yeah. To hunt down other Nazis. (laughs) <laughs> which seems so let like me just say uh can i just interrupt here yes a movie review is the path to the dark side co's reviews leads to anger anger <laughs> leads to hate <laughs> hate leads to suffering, suffering. <laughs> oh boy all righty <laughs> and is there an end to this fucking chain of dominoes <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to deconstruct our, our, our fun little hobby? Here? I mean, I think all of your points are valid, but I also think that isn't that kind of true for like almost every movie? <laughs> like, no. Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, in some political thrillers, it's like the fate of the country hangs no, in the balance. I know, but that's yeah. not whether saying, some like old it, asshole gets his fucking diamonds. But the whole thing is, 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 is that if it was the the future of the world, you know, wouldn't there be like other government agencies, all sorts of other stuff? I mean, isn't isn't yeah. the real story supposed to be that this ordinary guy has no idea that his brother's really the secret sure. agent and he gets looped into it yes. and he has to figure out how to survive. Right. That's right. the real story. And you're like, oh, I don't like kind of the contrived things that happen to put him in that situation. Yes. And I agree with that. And they could have done it a different way. They, But at the same time, like I also see like, okay, he needs to have different 
you know, it's it's way more fun of a movie if there's always that third party, you yeah. know, instead of just the two, ver you know, one versus one, there's a third. And I thought he did a good job using that third party because at first you think, you know, Janie's a good guy and he has this really, you know, great turnaround on just to get information. Now, mm -hmm. would it have been nice if the stakes were higher so that the information they were getting was way more important than, than did you tell anyone anything or did your brother tell you anything? Yeah, it would have been, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I think it's supposed to be a low stakes movie because this is just a guy who's trying to figure out how to live and he doesn't go to the cops or anyone else. He's just in this crazy situation for a night. To me, it felt like it was like, the verge of a Quentin Tarantino movie where they're all, you know, killing each other at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Quentin I mean, Tarantino movies do not have high stakes. Right. They're, they're designed to be smaller stories or small, yeah, smaller in scope. I, that's my, that's my disappointment is that I thought there was going to be more explanation of the actual conspiracy of the, of the agencies, you know, who does what to, you know, what's, what, what exactly, how did this come about I, is what I, I would like to know. One other thing I find disappointing is like, if you if you compare this to Reservoir Dogs, let's say, you know, because in Reservoir Dogs that are not Reservoir Dogs, sorry. Well, no, let's say Pulp Fiction. There's the there's the briefcase, right? Mm -hmm. And like people are kind of jockeying for it, but in this, nobody's really jockeying for the for the diamonds. It's just one old fucker trying to get it. <laughs> yeah, which just I thought was a little guy. strange. He's like he's convinced that Roy Scheider's going to rob him. But, but yeah. no part of this movie leads the audience to believe he's going to rob him. Why not? Like, that would have been interesting, more interesting then. We have a totally different dynamic where other people are trying to get the diamonds. You know, and it's, and it's double cross after double cross over after double cross because they're supposed to be working with the old Nazi. Shell, Schnell, what's his name? Zell. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, in to, to find other Nazis. And if it turns out that they are going to rob them, I mean, that's great. And they're like orchestrating it and working. And they're like, they're all sort of everyone's, you know, working an angle and lying about everything. And, and, and I, felt, I felt like the, the plot was just stripped down a little too far. Yeah. For some to reason, the point where it became a little less interesting. Yeah. I was thinking of Enemy of the State. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, there's a little bit more going on in Will Smith's life or, you know, these characters mm -hmm. wrapped up in an affair and there's, you know, this stuff. Go but, right. But he's still he's a more or less ordinary guy. Right. That gets brought into this. Right. Actually, in thing. my memory, I thought Marathon Man was more like that, more like the man who knew too much. I thought Dustin Hoffman ended up with something they wanted and he didn't know he had it. And that's, that yeah. was my memory, but that's totally wrong. That's not how it goes at all. I must have been remembering some other movie. That would at least make more sense of like, you know, the torturing to get to nothing, you know, I mean, just to right. see if he, if, if he knows anything again, is it's, it's on its own. It's a little problematic because what, well, you know, what's, what, what's the next move? What, you know, if he did know something, they would just keep pressuring for more answers and they would track mm -hmm. down that lead, I guess, or, you know, if there's someone else to be rubbed out, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's again, this, the, the, the torture scene is very effective. Um, it's an important part of the movie and it really 
brings home that that he doesn't know what the hell is going on because yeah he's in an incredible amount of pain and he's definitely and like in all torture that you you give up what you have because you can't not mm-hmm. um but i mean that skill set like i guess you know i guess uh zell being a dentist <laughs> in the in the not in auschwitz that makes it more believable i guess um or you know that he has he has methods to do this but but he's you know there's a scene the scene of him on his own in his little um estate in uruguay you know kind of um people coming to and fro by boat you know very secluded but kind of living in luxury it 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 made me think about like okay well what yeah i mean this has been going on for years like what what else how how do people contact him how do how does this system work i remember thinking that somebody in that boat should have got out and then we should have followed that person to wherever their contact was. So we understood exactly, you know, some, something of how he was communicating with his brother, with, yeah. with anybody. What's the significance? Why, why is the U S government so hell bent on, on keeping him a secret? I mean, are they trading secrets for other, for other countries? Is it, you know, what, what what's going on with this? <laughs> yeah. And yet, it, and yet, it is a very like, as a thriller, as as what we would call a thriller these days, it ticks a lot of the same boxes that we that we come to expect from this kind of movie. Yeah. And this is this is a, yeah. a long time ago that this was made. I don't think it's a bad movie. I enjoyed it. It's just no. I was surprised at some of the things I didn't care for about it. I didn't remember any of it. You know, I was when I was watching, I was thinking like, oh yeah, this this is good. It could be remade better. But then I was like, wait a second. Well, now everyone, it's it's too many years have gone by, but you could, I mean, you could still use the same pattern, but there's, I, I like your idea that you mentioned, like, what if he really did have something like, what if he goes through all that torture, denies it, you know, gets home and finds, you know, an envelope with a key in it or whatever, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, and then all of a sudden now it now he's in you know like that's like now it actually means something i like the you know and something else maybe the book gets into it maybe not i don't know it's just a thought i had like i like the idea of a main character who's a a marathon runner even though he's never actually run a marathon by his own admission (laughs) i like that but the idea that this guy's a marathon runner and look i've never run a marathon but i can imagine it sucks I mean, it's got to be like painful, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I have run a marathon. Does it suck? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was glad I did it. I don't I need mean, to do it again. Like my toenails fell off. Right, like, your toenails fell you off. People pee and poop themselves, and <laughs> like I, uh, I, know, I know someone yes. here who ran a marathon, their first marathon, and, and literally couldn't walk for like four days. Yeah. So their legs well, were just in hips and back were so destroyed they just couldn't move. They were sore and just every, every muscle was like pulled, you know? And so anyway, my point being that I like the idea of a character who sort of engages in pain as a hobby yeah, and has learned to deal with it in like a healthy way and then ends up being a victim of torture, but can like withstand it as a result. None of that yeah. is in the movie, of course. It's just thoughts I had while it was happening. Like, if you were to remake it, like, to me, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, thematically, it's 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 right on. And, I mean, even though there's not a whole... I mean, he runs a bit, but the, the main 
I think he jumps from he's near the Brooklyn Bridge and he jumps from one yeah ramp, one to, ramp another to another and, yeah and then he, he must run off real quickly yes but <laughs> yeah I think you're right I think it's more the endurance and the yeah. pain and the, and all that stuff sure yeah yes being able to endure you know uh, speaking of which has there ever been an actor who looks less <laughs> like a marathon runner than <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Oh, and his form running. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a kind of a famous anecdote. I don't know if it's true or not. It's just something I read uh, years ago about the making of this movie where for the scene, there was a scene where Dustin Hoffman's been up all night and he's already been tortured and everything. And he, in like, the scenes have all been shot and the, and the, and they're shooting like a follow another scene that takes place like you know just right after and he's supposed to be all fucked up and he shows up to the set and he looks terrible and and Lawrence Olivier is like what happened to you and he's like well I stayed up all night to prepare for for the scenes today and he says to him he looks at him and he says my boy you could just try acting <laughs> <laughs> you have mentioned that before and I yeah. and I I think it's a good story whether it's true or not i still it's think it's a good story supposedly because... not true that yeah. there's an article in yeah. 2004 where an interview with dustin hoffman he said well the real reason he was he was up and that was he was going through his divorce from his first oh, wife that's too bad and that he was just in a miserable state <laughs> and yeah. that's it wasn't yeah. to actually prepare and he but may, he, but may or may he, not have been at studio 54 is, the night is, before is the, right. <laughs> but is the did the quip occur from Lawrence olivier yes yes right. that, that, that's that great exchange happened yeah yeah that's great but i think yeah so hoffman's suggesting that Lawrence olivier knew that he you know was cutting it was burning the candle at both ends and was joking with him mm. rather than just cut, calling him out as an actor. But whatever you choose to do, I mean, it's still a good story. It doesn't, no matter what the truth is. Mm -hmm. But what I think is interesting is that there's a reference to other actors of that day being, especially young actors being method, sure. you know, and, and you got Lawrence Olivier who can, you know, recite Shakespeare in his sleep. <laughs> he's, he's from a different era and, and, um, I, I just think that's interesting because a, that a craft can, you know, that, it, that it can change over, over time like that. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. I, I can see, I mean, I don't know if, if you'd say Jim Carrey is a method actor, but certainly if, if, you know, staying in character is <laughs> part of yeah. that, then yeah, he would fall into that category. I, I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong. I, I just, I think it's interesting because there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah. And people, you know, swear by their, their method. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I don't I really, I don't have a lot to go on. I haven't seen a lot of Lawrence Olivier, but I mean, did he, he does, did he have that white hair? And sh I mean, I can't tell if he shaved it or if that's a, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, but I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I like that he has kind of a, a hint of accent, but it's really, he really doesn't push it. He doesn't yeah. try to sound German. He doesn't, or, you know, he sound, mm -hmm. he tries to sound slightly foreign. Yeah. And obviously he doesn't, he doesn't sound British, but he sounds just, just a little different, mm -hmm. you know? Sure. 
I really thought that was good. I mean, he's he's obviously an accomplished actor, but yeah. Well, that's and see yeah. that uh, that brings me to my last sort of nip. I don't know if you call it a nitpick, but it's a criticism. Oh yeah, it's a nitpick. I was surprised <laughs> watching this how sort of overwrought the performances were at times, to the point where I I chuckled. I was just like, whoa, that's okay. Like dial it back, man. <laughs> just like it's like it, it, there were scenes that reminded me of. You know, James Dean, you're tearing me apart scene in Rebel Without uh, a Cause. You know, it's just like, whoa, you're screaming. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, mostly from Dustin Hoffman. Like, it felt yeah. really over the top at times in a, a somewhat comical fashion. I really like Roy Scheider, Sh- though. Yeah. yeah. More than anyone else in this, I really like him. I like his performance. I've always liked him. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of movies. Oh, he's a double up, too, from... Uh, yeah, Sor- like, sorcerer, sorcerer's like yeah. which I really liked a lot. I liked him. I did too. Yeah, he has um, to do a lot in that movie. Yeah. He has to carry that movie. Yeah, and the the woman who played Dustin Hoffman's girlfriend, her performance I felt was also a little overwrought. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Olivier was fine. One thing I was actually surprised again by was how unintimidating his character was, or like oh, yeah? un unvillain like, un uh, nefarious. And all I mean is that the way he plays him is almost like, like an ailing old man, you know? Yeah. And I, I was kind of like, oh, he's not, he's not such a, he's not such a villain now. I mean, he kills people with his silly little wrist sword, but um, <laughs> yeah, he, kill, he kills just, just the Shider, way his, his mean, sort of know. his daughtering nature, the way he, you know, the performance goes. I'm just kind of like, he's just not very, um, he's not a very frightening villain in this. Okay. Despite his actions. He's on the list of AFI top 100 yeah. villains. I get it. It is guess, interesting that he's on there. Yeah, I mean. It's got to be the dent- the dentist stuff. Like, people are so scared of the dentist that that scene must have horrified <laughs> a whole yeah, generation I mean, of people. When they when they previewed the movie, the audiences, some people were getting sick. And they yeah. actually cut out part of the torture, the dental torture. Wow. Because people were getting physically sick watching it yeah i think a lot well i also think it's i mean it's a, that's a generational change too because a lot of adults watching this movie in the mid 70s didn't have the benefit of having anesthetics when they went to the dentist yeah. when they were kids sure Wait, what you know? yeah Which, you didn't have topical uh, lidocaine or anything the, it it was just that? not used i still meet Older people all the time who are like the dentist never used. Yeah, people were traumatized by it. Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, it was available. They just didn't use it. Or well, wasn't yeah, I mean, the lidocaines? The the canes were invented in the late eighteen hundreds. I mean, that God, in the early but so why, the dental why, stuff. Why the hell use. didn't they? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I've heard this over and over where people are like, no, the dentist never use, you know? Yeah. Huh. I had one old lady. She told me, she said, she said, you know, my great grandchildren are wimps. When I was a kid, if you went to the dentist or doctor, you knew it was going to hurt. You know, now everybody <laughs> expects nothing's going to hurt. Like they numb you up for everything. And I was like, oh, I mean, all right. I mean, I guess you're like, 90 years old, you clearly, if it, you know, didn't kill you, it made you stronger because here you right. are. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if I 100% agree with you. I mean, 
Yeah, I guess they seem like wimps, but <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with some lidocaine. It's cheap. Yeah. Jeez, I get yeah. <laughs> that opening scene was just kind of random. <laughs> like the opening scene, the marathon. The, the no, the the sorry, the second the the uh, the car chase. The, oh, oh, the, <laughs> yeah. That's like the, just the worst road rage ever. Yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. So I guess he was upset because. <laughs> his mechanic said he needed an appointment and he, he was all pissed off already and then there was a guy in his way and yeah then they had such a well he, he kind of pushed it through him pushed him through a couple of intersections he just wouldn't stop messing with him uh him being zell the the brother of mm -hmm. um <laughs> and then they yeah they both <laughs> drive headlong into a a fuel truck um, I, I would have liked to seen like the, what, I mean, the key that he has, he has the safe deposit box key in the car and they identify the, who it is on the news. So wouldn't someone retrieve that key? Like, yeah, where, yes. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't have like, stuff yeah. really set up, it's going to take a while because you have to have a, the death certificate. You have to have the court that's, you know, the approval that says that you are the person who can do that and because no bank is just going to let you show up and say, Oh yeah, I have this key because I, so-and-so died. Like it's going to take time, which would have been a great element to this movie. Like this guy's got to come. He's got the only other key. He's hmm. got to get there quickly and right. get the diamonds out before yeah. some court appointed person shows up to that hmm. box. Yeah. Make it more urgent. That would have been good. Yeah. Right. It, that would have made sense. Cause you're like, okay, now this, this, you know, this guy's got to go, you know, so that there, there is a sense of urgency there. If if someone else was going to open that box at some point, yeah. I find it very interesting that this is the first film in theaters that has that uses the Steadicam. This is, yeah. I um, Rocky was. Rocky is just a few, couple months after this, and hmm. Body of whatever the hell uh, I don't have it in front of me, um, because it's such a common thing now sure especially action and thriller and chase chases i mean we love um i mean no no one has a giant um well not no one but it's it's gone we've gone away from the giant camera on a railroad track type of thing mm -hmm. that's called dolly and track dolly track um so that's a big deal for movie making sure but, sure yeah that was a huge huge breakthrough I don't, I mean, I just, it doesn't stand, I don't, can't think of parts where it, it's used, but that's maybe because my brain doesn't look at shots. That, like, you I mean, know. all the running scenes probably were, I would imagine. It seemed like a lot of them were from the side of Dustin Hoffman, like alongside him as he's running. Somewhere, the opening, that first one seemed like there's a lot of front because the other guy was ahead of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird too. The guy, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's taunting. like, he's like chasing him, and then he's like, "Ah, fuck you!" Whipping the middle finger <laughs> behind hey. Yeah, yeah, the finger was weird. <laughs> Runners are dicks. Runners can be dicks, I guess. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. 
I read that I read a little a little blurb in the trivia about um while shooting this Schlesinger realized he'd never he didn't know how to stage a fight in a movie, so he had to watch other movies to see how it was done. And I feel like that really kind of shows. Yeah, it does. You know, especially in the hotel with Roy Scheider that felt really clunky and strange. I thought it was an interesting fight because you don't often see someone, you know, see see that wire cut into their hand really. Yeah, I like, like that. That's great. Yeah. But just like sort of the 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 punches thrown kind of thing just all felt pretty awkward. Yeah. And the way he kind of snaps his neck at the end, it's like, eh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looked a little easy. Yeah. Is it, yeah. <laughs> it's not Although a lot Arnold of movies do that. A lot of movies do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you thinking of Commando? I am thinking of Commando. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't disturb my friend. He's, He's dead, dead tired. tired. <laughs> oh, man. What a great fucking Reset movie. the counter. We've gone three episodes without mentioning Commando. We're on a, a streak. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, no, it's, it's lack. I mean, that's if you look through Modern Eyes, it's a little slow. The action isn't perfect. The the plot holes are weird. And I guess that's just a testament to how, how decent a, the rest of the movie is. That it kind sure. of got, overcomes all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's still a solid movie. I think Schlesinger has done other movies similar to this that are better than this. Like, I think um, Falcon and the Snowman is better. Um, it's I mean, maybe I think that because it's a bit more modern. I don't know. Um, I think Midnight Cowboy is probably better. It's not, that's not a thriller exactly, but. I liked um, Pacific Heights when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. I like Michael that Keaton one. Michael Keaton is a bad guy. Yeah. He's, he's a good villain. Um, I forgot what else. Oh, Believers is really good. Um, yeah. I don't so know. He's, think- got a, he's got a few movies that are pretty good. Like, but thriller, like noir stuff, is his kind kinda. of wheelhouse, I guess. Yeah, it seems like it. A lot of his, a lot of his movies are, you know, some degree like that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like Marathon Man. I just, I remember liking it more. You know, I saw it in college for the first time when I was in film school, and I remember really liking it. Now I'm looking mm-hmm. at it, thinking, hmm, it's not as good as I remember. You know, it's good. It's a decent movie. It's just, it's not quite as flawless as my memory you know, held it to be. Yeah. I just had too many questions. I mean, I, I like mm-hmm. they end up at the, at the dead brother's house at, you know, not the finale, but before that he thinks he's going off and hiding with his girlfriend. And then he realizes that she took him to, you know, she, he realizes that she's not to be trusted, but <laughs> he does nothing about it. He just waits. Wait, <laughs> but, what? But, so when they, when he runs off with her in mm-hmm. um, out in the country, once he's escaped, yeah. yeah, then she takes him to a hideout, and that is the dead brother's uh, house. It's one of the Zells because he asked her that, and she's like, "I, I don't know." If she says, "Yeah," or she says, you know, she "At first, I thought it was the house he grew up in." Yeah, that would have made more sense. It looks so much like the house he grew up in when they have the flashback. Mm-hmm. And then I found that confusing and I was like, wait, is it supposed to be the house he grew up in? And that would have made more sense. Like, go to your own location. Why would you go to a location but why, she and chose? Like, why would she take him to his the house he grew up in? 
Right. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I found it all a little confusing. But he, so that's when he's figuring out. Okay, well, she's she's part of this. I'm not sure how. Yeah. And then he takes her hostage. I mean, he's right. She still cares about him a bit, and I think he still kind of cares about her. But he, but at that point, it's just survival. He's just trying to mm-hmm. get out of there. But oh there's my God. You know, no explanation. I, I just realized his professor. Yeah, who is that guy? He's in Creep Show in the in this in the in the segment <laughs> called The Crate. With the monster in the crate, do you remember that? Not really. Oh, you know, that's that's where I remember him from. <laughs> him and Hal Holbrook kill uh, Hal Holbrook's wife, or they don't kill her. They like push her towards the crate, and the monster kills her, and they like cover it up. Uh, oh, she's like yeah, a loud, I do, I she's like a loud mouth drunk. It's um, what's her name from all the John Carpenter movies? Yeah, can't remember her name now. Anyway, that's it. Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> Fritz Weaver is the actor. Yes. Yeah, and that that would have made more sense if if his dad, like I thought, the secret or the truth about his dad would would be more important. Yeah. You know, because there's so much setup of, of about that. And his brother's like, you gotta let it go. It's over. He's dead. I wish he, I could remember you know, the book better because there's so much missing from this movie. Or you know, things not sort of addressed or not developed. And I mm-hmm. bet you the book gets into all of it. Yeah, it must. Yeah, that's a, that's what I wondered. It's, I don't know. Sometimes you read the book and you realize it's just a stripped down. Sure. Most of the time, but yeah. Curious. Hmm. I think that the one little quip about the girlfriend, like, like, you know, whose house is this? You know, when he, he, he she's like, oh, it's, you know, Sal's brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. One little line of, boy, I wish it would have been anywhere else. You know, something where he's like, yeah, where he gives away, like, I really did love you. And I was hoping yeah, that yeah. the worst wasn't true. And I took this gamble to find out, you know. Yeah, it oh. took a long time for him to confirm that because when he when his brother's alive and they're at dinner, that's when that's when he should have been like, "Uh oh." Yeah, you know. Well, he didn't know to be "uh oh" because he there was nothing. He didn't know anything about his brother. Like, why would someone set him up to date? Like, how could this be a contrived setup? When that's true, there's no reason for him to know. He'd be like, "Okay, she clears something about her history that my brother." You know, for yeah. some reason, what a jerk <laughs> uncovered. Um, but you wouldn't think it's like, oh, it's because he's into some secret Nazi plot. <laughs> yeah, it, it does make sense for him not, to not put everything together. And, and yeah, he doesn't know what he's into at all. And I think he really likes her. So he he hangs on longer than he should until he absolutely has to give it up hmm. there's an interesting thing in the in the trivia about this i didn't know lawrence, lawrence oh Olivier, you didn't know everything about all the trivia for every movie we watch no <laughs> only <laughs> most of it and then there's this bit i didn't know <laughs> that lawrence olivier had was was fighting from uh yeah. can't had cancer 
and thought he was going to die during during the making of this film. And he took the role so he could make uh, more money to leave his wife and children because he thought he was going to die. Yeah. And uh, he recovered after the film was done and went on to do uh, quite a few more movies. But as a result of that, the producer, Robert Evans, very famous producer, wanted uh, Lawrence Olivier, but um, he was uninsurable. Paramount Pictures wouldn't insure him. And so Robert Evans called some of his friends and they had a, a meeting with the House of Lords, which is British Parliament, urged them to put pressure on Lloyds of London to insure Lawrence Olivier, telling them, you know, he's Britain's greatest living actor. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. He lived, he, another, he, lived, he lived another 13 years after this movie came out. You have a favorite Lawrence Olivier movie? No, I haven't seen almost any of them. Most um, of his movies are before our time period. Yeah, and at least the ones he's really known he's for. most he's most well known for Shakespeare movies. He's done what I don't know, like six or seven movies yeah. that are all sh that are Shakespeare plays. I mean, oh, I've seen Rebecca. I know. I mean, I'm familiar with him from Rebecca. That's a good one. And I think I've seen. You've Sleuth. had to have seen Sleuth, right? Sleuth, yeah, I've seen Sleuth. Yeah, it's fun. I don't really remember him though. That's what's weird. He's such, a, he's such a famous actor, and I've seen so many movies, but I, I feel like he's just... It's he's just him and Michael big, King, He's right? just like a big hole. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my filmography of movies I've seen and, and actors I'm familiar with. I mean, I guess, what is he? He's in Clash of the Titans, so there's that, <laughs> which seems silly. Yeah. He plays Zeus, but... Oh, um, that's right, he plays Zeus. But if like, uh, yeah, but like all the movies, like I've never seen him bridge too far. Um, mm. Never seen any of his Shakespeare movies, uh, of which there are many. <laughs> uh, well, Robert Edwards got everything he wanted. He wanted, he wanted Dustin Hoffman. He wanted Roy Scheider. He wanted Marta Keller. And he wanted Laurence Olivier. And he got all of them. Hmm. So I did I, see that. Al Pacino was a possible <laughs> option for the main role. Mm -hmm. And Hoffman knew he was up for it, right? And he wanted to beat him to it. I read that somewhere. That <laughs> There's a implication that, that Hoffman was, was felt competitive with Pacino. Short guy roles, I don't know. It didn't, that, it didn't say that, but... But you did. I did. Sorry. Sorry, short guys. Sorry. <laughs> great great actors i mean nothing wrong with that it's because they got something to prove and you look taller on camera so you know who cares that's what apple boxes are for and lifts yeah <laughs> yeah there's so the one of the things let's see there was a eight and a half minute sequence of doc fighting with some other guys who kill a different spy Eight and a half minutes? That's crazy. I mean, that's a lot of action. Yeah. That's what William Goldman was like. Yeah, I wish I wish he didn't cut that, but that's a that's a I mean, come on. His uh his big hotel scene couldn't have been longer than two minutes. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I it's probably a modern type of thing where we we think we assume all the action's gonna be essential and we're going to leave all the action in and and back then i think they were just like yeah but also that was part of the 
the, the, the test, the screener in San Francisco that didn't go well. And they just said too much violence. So they cut some of the torture. They cut that whole scene. And they cut some of the other scene as well, the other mm. fight scene as well. How quaint. Oh, they, no. So they, they cut the, uh, <laughs> when he, when uh, Zell stabs Doc, he sort of disembowels him with the knife. And they cut that. Hmm. <laughs> so it was pretty gritty with the first the first version was pretty gritty i'd like to see that version i would too <laughs> i would be curious about it hmm. i don't think there would ever be a sequel even if you wanted to do a sequel yeah nope. wouldn't make any sense would it i mean he there's no there's no real like uh, denouement or something. We don't know what happens to to Babe, to Dustin Hoffman. He just kind of survives and goes on his way. Yeah. But because what else could there be? You know, like he hopefully he just goes back to school and tries to live a normal life. I don't think he's gonna. He's not gonna seek out any <laughs> any more of this espionage stuff. And his his brother's gone and his dad's gone. You know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing out like why would you even do a sequel? It would make make no sense with this character. Yeah, probably not. Also, it's it's pretty far removed from World War II now, <laughs> which is sort of the whole point, you know, of of Zell, yeah, being a Nazi. Like, I don't think there are any Nazis still alive. Well, maybe, but I guess it's possible, but it seems unlikely. Yeah, if you want to do this kind of, they theme. make new ones. They yeah, that's true. Ones. They make new ones. I mean, Tarantino must have seen this because he loves this kind of thing. He's oh yeah, sure. bastards. Oh and, yeah. You know, he likes revenge, revenge movies. Mm-hmm. I do like the just the whole thing of the the whole premise of this, the totally innocent guy who has no idea what's going on getting thrown into this sure. situation. That's a fun concept. When they got mugged in central park, did they, did those two guys like go through their stuff at all? Like I don't, just kind of I don't really understand the, the point of it. I guess it was just a warning to, to Roy Scheider. Yeah, I guess. I think they actually said that. Just general intimidation. Yeah. Yeah, because Roy Schreider is like, you don't mess with family. And he said, think of it as a warning. Mm hmm. <laughs> then he slapped Zell, which is, in retrospect, kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, we do need to know what the stakes are and, and a little more of what's going on to really get into it. Yeah. But anyway, it's still a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. You want to know what we're doing next? Sure. Absolutely. We're jumping into the future from that one. <laughs> 80s? Later. Ooh, 90s? Yes. All right. Um, and this movie has a bunch of famous people. Who... Famous for acting, I hope. Yes. <laughs> okay. But no, it's got. I mean, it's, 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 
I would say pretty oh, like celebrities too, maybe. Pretty yeah. You know, I'm I'm not going obscure this time. I'm like this is an Oscar winner here. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So this this is one that I saw when it came out. I have not seen it since, but it's you know supposed to be a good movie. And I think it's our first Russell Crowe movie. Ooh. Russell Crowe in the 90s? Is it Gladiator? It's got to be Gladiator. But Gladiator came out in 2000. Oh, that's right. Did it? That's right. that's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it... Um, is yeah, it... Like um, one, um, what's the one? Danny DeVito. What's the, is it Double Up? What's the Michael Mann movie he's in? The Insider? Yeah. No. no. Danny, Danny DeVito's not in that. Wait, Danny DeVito and Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, is it L.A. Confidential? You bet. Oh, oh man, that movie's uh, awesome. You only seen it once? Yeah. Silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's so a good one. With, we're sticking with the film noir. We're just updating it. Yeah. All right. Uh, hmm, looks like it's on Netflix. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I picked it. <laughs> but also, he did one of my, like, we'll talk about it later, but I love the Wonder Boys. Hmm. Huh. We can't pick that movie because oh. it's 2000. So you like Curtis Hansen, I see. All right. Yeah. I mean, like watching Eight Mile over and over. Yeah, that's a good one. So. L.A. Confidential. <sighs> All right. All right, you well, freaks. This has been our best review in weeks. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Some might even say of all time. Yeah, maybe. Have is this is this is this been a long episode? Because it feels like it's been a marathon. <laughs> oh, <Whoa. laughs> oh, give me a banana. I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Well. So. Until next uh, next week, next time. I don't know. Yeah, whatever that is. Next. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you. What? It's a film with three brains. Freaks. And button. <laughs>